Good morning. It is good to see all of you this morning. This morning we have the privilege to celebrate together the ordinance of baptism. Each one of these individuals this morning has placed their faith and trust in Jesus Christ and are following him. And now out of obedience this morning, they are going to publicly declare that faith for us here at Calvary Church. And so this is a celebration. This is an exciting morning. Some of these individuals are nervous, but I told them there is no reason for them to be nervous because all of you are excited to hear what they have to say. Is that correct? Yes. So it is good you are in a clapping mood because I will encourage you to clap for them, to encourage them so that they feel God's affirmation this morning. This is Pat Weiskettle, and she is going to share a testimony. Good morning. I have always loved God and have acknowledged him all my life, but I realize now I was raised to worship him from afar and to know church rules extremely well instead of getting, getting to know the Lord personally. Approximately five and a half years ago, I was going to be 60 years old. Mortality was hitting me. I considered myself a Christian, and yet I knew in my heart that wasn't enough for him. So a close friend of mine, not of my faith, here at Calvary, knew of my concern and offered to mentor me. Now, I owned a Bible, but rarely read it except at Christmas Eve, on Christmas Eve. My friend knew this and suggested we both sign up for Bible Study Fellowship, a Bible study with a group of women who read the Bible and did homework questions daily, would then meet up, discuss the answers, hear a lecture on it, and finally go home with six pages of additional notes on what we had just studied. Wow, talk about leaving no stone unturned in pursuit of knowledge. Anyway, one day, three weeks into it, my Bible study leader called and asked if there was anyone I wanted our group to pray for. When I told her about someone, she asked if she was a believer. Now, the woman in question was the same religion as me and her beliefs similar to mine, so I answered yes. All at once, though, I started doubting myself. Am I really a Christian? I never referred to myself as a believer or being born again. Feeling unsure, I called my friend and asked her opinion. She replied, could she be honest before she answered? When I answered yes, she then told me, I believe you are a very dedicated and a devoted Christian, but not a committed one. And I knew, I knew she was right. Two days later, after a Bible study fellowship session, we met in my home. You see, I considered Jesus as my Lord and Savior intellectually, but I hadn't accepted him into my heart. My friend knew this, and always being prepared, she had a How to Personally Know God pamphlet with her. When we read all the steps together on how to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we did this. And afterwards, she asked me if I had accepted the Lord. I replied I wasn't sure, but could we 
pray about it. I thought, I thought I should feel differently, and I didn't. So we prayed, and she left. Once alone, I immediately felt God's presence. It was so strong, I fell to my knees and surrendered my life to him right there and then and there. This overwhelming love for God and my heart so full of joy at the same time, recognizing how powerful and sovereign he is, the moment it was unlike anything I had ever known. I realize now it was the Holy Spirit. God, the Father Almighty, waited almost 60 years for me to come to him. Talk about patience. There is no sin or sins ever so big that I might not commit that he wouldn't forgive if I confessed and repent. I belong to him. As I continue to grow in my faith and ask for his guidance every morning, I finally know what it means to be referred to as a believer or born again. And as a follower of Christ, I am acting in obedience to our Lord and getting baptized today. And I will praise him all of my days. Pat, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes, get out of the way. You know who you are. <laughs> now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in his death, raised to new life in him. This is Pat's husband, Dave, and he's going to share a testimony as well. Good morning, everybody. As you probably guessed by now, uh, Pat's story ties directly into mine. I'll never forget coming home from work one evening and Pat telling me she had something really awesome to share with me. She told me how she had received Jesus as her Lord and Savior, and she described her new personal relationship with Jesus. However, it really didn't connect with me. I recall saying something like, that's great, dear. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> I think I also said, what's for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, it didn't really connect with me at what had really changed with her. You see, we were raised in the same church. I'd always believed in Jesus, and that he died for my sins, and that he uh, was raised from the dead after three days. But I wouldn't realize until later that it was more of an actual intellectual belief, like Pat was saying, similar to how I believe George Washington was our first president. Shortly after receiving Jesus, Pat started coming to Calvary in the summer of 2012. After attending Calvary on her own for several Sundays, she asked me to attend uh, with her. Upon initially attending Calvary, I felt a very strange and unusual feeling. It was something that I could not put my finger on at the time, probably because I had not really felt anything like it before. But now I realize it was uh, Jesus' love for me that I was feeling. After attending Calvary for several weeks, I found myself becoming more and more interested in pursuing what Pat seemed to have that I didn't have. So I went to dinner with the husband of the friend who shared Jesus with Pat. We've been friends for a number of years, 
he asked me a few questions, including one that, uh, what would happen if, I, if we both walked out of that restaurant that night and, and got hit and killed by a drunk driver, what would happen to me? He was 100% certain he would spend eternity in heaven. I wasn't so sure, as my current church taught that I couldn't be sure. Then he asked me if I'd like to be as certain as he was, and of course I said yes, and that was the first step of just an awesome journey. We worked together over the next seven weeks going through a book called Destined for Security, which is really an introduction to the Bible for me, really the first time through the Bible. I refer to it as Christianity 101, as it covered topics like having a personal relationship with God, which was new to me, who is the Holy Spirit, I really didn't know, and can you trust the Bible to be true? And salvation is through faith and not by works, which was entirely new to me as a church I'd attended taught salvation was getting through a combination of faith plus works. So we met once a week at Panera Bread, of all places, on 28th Street. And at the, first, at the fifth week, at the age of 59, I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I'll never forget that feeling. It, uh, just, it was just overwhelming. Uh, I couldn't really even speak for a minute or two. It was pretty emotional for both of us, if you can imagine two old men sitting in a booth at Panera Bread with tears in our eyes. So I can just imagine what others might have thought. After, about a year after receiving Jesus as my Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit laid it on my heart to start sharing the gospel with others, including those from my prior church. I could go on for a long time telling you where that has taken me, but I know my time is limited. I would just tell you that having the opportunity to share the gospel with others and seeing the Holy Spirit actively guide those in my presence to Jesus is the most awesome privilege in the world. Thank you. Dave, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my brother, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in likeness of his death, raised to new life in him. For the next baptism, because the person is unable to be immersed, the baptism will take place on the platform. This is Liam Nolan. And Liam, would you be willing to share your favorite Bible verse with the church family today? Sure. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believed in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Liam, have you received the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Jesus and Jesus alone? Yes. Because of your testimony of faith, my brother, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in likeness of his death, raised with him to new life. 
And this is Ayantu Knapp, and she is going to share the testimony. My name, my name is Ayantu. I am from Ethiopia and lived there until I was two. God has always had a plan for me, a plan for me to be loved and cared for and of a family, a plan for me to follow him for the rest of my life and to get adopted. I was adopted in January, on January 18, 2010 by Brian and Jen Knapp. They are amazing parents, and I couldn't ask for better parents. I, almost, I was almost three that year. I couldn't talk at all because I was so scared. When I got more comfortable, I started talking and haven't stopped since. <laughs> we have been going to Calvary since I came to America. On Easter Sunday, April 18, 2012, I learned about Jesus, Jesus' love for me through Calvary kids and became a Christian. I wanted to be God's forever. Now I am still worshiping him. He's an amazing God and has, and has done great miracles for me and my family. Baptism has been, become important to me because I understand it is something God has asked me to do. I want to obey, obey him and I'm thankful that he will never leave me. I know that God wants everybody to be part of a family. He tells us in the message, message version of Ephesians 1.5, that God, that long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What a gift to be loved by your family. What an indescribable, indescribable gift to be loved by God because of Jesus. Hey, Antu, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in likeness of his death, raised to new life in him. This is Jackie Rice, and she is going to share. I am getting baptized today as a step of obedience in the midst of a continued journey of surrendering my life to Christ. I do not expect that following today, I will no longer make mistakes or suddenly possess all knowledge or understanding, though I admit that would be great. <laughs> I simply expect to receive the blessing that comes with obedience, to grow in faith, and to experience a, a deeper sense of freedom. In this continued effort, I embrace Galatians 5, 1, and 25 in this season. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Jackie, my sister, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, 
It is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in likeness of his death, raised to new life in him. This is Joni Picard, and she's going to share her testimony. Good morning. <laughs> um, I was baptized as an infant in the Catholic Church, so to be here this morning is an honor. In 2002, I accepted Jesus into my heart and life, claiming Romans 12:2 as my life verse. This verse is a daily decision to not be transformed by the world, but to renew my commitment to follow Jesus and to discern the will of God for my life. I am requesting baptism because I believe it is important to be washed of the old life and born into the new life. I have finally truly embraced a relationship with Jesus and want to be washed clean to give him a new vessel to work through. Joni, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in his death, raised to new life in him. Andrew Dieters, and he is going to share a testimony. Good morning. God has always been a big part of my life ever since I was young, but it wasn't until the youth group mission trip to Belize that I really realized what God was truly about. Growing up was hard for me, being that my biological dad died when I was only three years old. My mom remarried when I was seven, but my stepdad was never a good father figure, setting a bad example with his verbal and sometimes physical abuse, he led me away from Christ in countless ways and ultimately got a divorce with my mom. My view of the world was a mess. This all changed during my mission trip to Belize freshman year of high school. While I was on the trip, I learned of God's unconditional love, his wonderful gift of grace and mercy, and what it truly meant to take up my cross and follow Jesus. My eyes were open to see so many wonderful things in life and the wonderful community of believers, not only back home, but all around the world. I want to show the world that even if you don't have an earthly father, God can always fill that void. He's a, 
He's a good, good father. We're loved by him more than we could ever imagine. Mercy is um, not getting what we deserve. We all deserve death because of our sin, but Jesus endured the cross so we can live in freedom. Grace is getting what we do not deserve because we don't deserve for God to love us, but he does unconditionally every day and all day. Grace and mercy are the things that drive me to follow Jesus with all my heart and be the person that God has made me to be. Through life's many difficult times, hope, courage, and faith that God has placed in my heart will help me climb even the tallest of mountains. One of my favorite verses is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Andrew, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my brother, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in the likeness of death, raised in your life in him. This is Sam Austin, and he's going to share with us this morning. My mom and dad have been Christians their whole life. When I was seven, I decided to accept Jesus into my heart because he died for me to give me a chance to go to heaven. I asked my mom if she would get baptized with me because she was in a bad car accident, and God performed a miracle. A bad car accident a year ago, and God performed a miracle and saved her that day. My favorite Bible verse is John 3:16 For God so loved the world he gave loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life Sam, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my brother, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in likeness of his death, raised to new life in him. This is Kelly Austin, and she's going to share her testimony. I grew up in a Christian home and went to church my whole life. My husband and daughter got baptized a few Easter's ago, and my son asked me if I would get baptized with him this Easter, but God had another baptism date in mind. One year ago yesterday, I was in a really bad car accident and almost lost my life. I spent several weeks in a coma and several weeks at Mary Freebed, which brought me even closer to God, and God knew my time here on earth was not done. And thanks to God and the many prayers, I am standing here today getting baptized. 
I still have many health issues, but I know God will see me through them. My favorite verse, one that helped me get through this year, is Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you hope and a future. Kelly, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Jesus in likeness of his death, raised to new life in him. This is Tim Toddish, and he's going to share. I was born and raised in a Christian family with two loving parents, and I was baptized as an infant. I can't remember a time when I didn't believe in God. It wasn't until several years ago, however, that I really came to understand what it meant to truly hand my life over to Him. Around the time, I had been making some very, very bad decisions in my life. Fortunately, God blessed me with a persistent wife, and she wasn't having it. <laughs> she said we needed to talk to someone. I said if we could get a meeting with Jim, I would go. Jim agreed, and there we were in his office laying out our situation. He told me I had some decisions to make, and I should go think about it and pray about it, and he offered to meet with us again as a couple or with me individually. A week or so later, I called to ask Jim for another meeting. We met again in his office. I explained that I knew what the right choice was, but I couldn't bring myself to make it. Jim told me it wasn't about my feelings. It was about being obedient to God, and I had to decide whether I was going to obey him or if I was going to fight him. He encouraged me not to fight God as the odds were not in my favor. <laughs> At that time, Jim was working on a sermon about the armor of God, specifically the breastplate of righteousness. In it, he referenced, it, <clears throat> excuse me, he referenced some verses from James chapter 4. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Those words were like a punch to the gut. It was time for me to turn from my sin and recommit to God and my marriage. That afternoon, I got down on my knees with Jim by my side and confessed my sin to God, asked his forgiveness, and recommitted to the promise I had made him and my wife. It was at that moment that I truly recognized Christ as the Lord of my life. From that time on, my life has been committed to him. My problems weren't all fixed in that instant. There were several, still several months of pain and tears and questions and doubts. But God showed up. He's repaired our marriage and changed our lives. It's been amazing to watch him work in various ways. That summer started a series of three years in a row with very difficult events, including the unexpected loss of a job and the unexpected loss of a loved one. God used that initial time of sin and rebellion in my life to bring me to him. In doing so, he prepared me and my family to be able to get through the trials that he knew were coming in the following years. Had he not done that, we never would have made it through, but we did make it through by the power of his grace. I don't know where I'd be, but I wouldn't be standing up here this morning if it wasn't for that time. Tim, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. 
Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my brother, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in the likeness of his death, raised to new life in him. This is Cassie Teagan, and she's going to share. Good morning. I grew up attending Calvary and was raised in a wonderful Christian home. I accepted Christ at a young age after my family allayed my fear of dying and going to heaven as soon as I prayed the prayer. Although I knew the Sunday school answers and thought I understood what faith in Christ meant, my relationship with God came to a head in late high school, early college. I found myself living in sin, my relationships in upheaval, and battling anxiety. I never experienced such relational and personal hardship. Toward the beginning of this time, the Lord gave me a scripture that set the tone for my journey. It was Hosea 2.14, which says, Therefore, behold, I will allure her and lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. This passage refers to the Lord redeeming Israel after Israel repeatedly defied and disobeyed God. I knew in this moment, as I sat in my college dorm room reading that verse, that the Lord desired to redeem my disobedience, defiance, and sin as well. Over the following months and years, the Lord held faithful to his promise and spoke tenderly to me as he led me through my wilderness. I learned what it meant to have a deep, intimate relationship with Christ that went beyond knowledge and right answers. I experienced the depth of his love for me and a life of true freedom. About a month ago, Jim spoke on walking through the wilderness and mentioned Hosea 2.14, the verse God gave me in the beginning of my own wilderness. During that sermon, I felt the Lord prompting me to be baptized, but pushed it to the back of my mind the rest of the week. The sermon the following Sunday revolved around the importance of baptism, and I knew the Lord was asking me to be baptized and proclaim my faith in him. I'm so thankful for God's redeeming love in my life and how God used my wilderness to lead me here today. He truly is so good. Cassie. Have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in likeness of his death, raised to new life in him. No better morning. That is beautiful as these people publicly declare their faith and love for Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, Lord, that you are the great Savior who rescues us from sin and death through Jesus Christ. And now, Lord, you are conforming each one of these individuals and each one of us who believe in you into the image of Jesus Christ. So we thank you, Lord, that you are working in our lives, making us more and more like Jesus every day. Now, Lord, we pray and we cry out to you in worship to how great and good you are. So accept these gifts and these offerings as, as a token of our love and our worship for you. And we pray and ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.